This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Friday, March 31st, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, uh, not a lot went right for the Guardians in their season opener on Thursday night out in Seattle. Uh, Shane Bieber was excellent, but the Guardians offense couldn't get it together against uh, Luis Castillo. Uh, they tried to mount a, a comeback late, but uh, uh, James Karinczak, uh falls apart in the eighth inning. Ty France with a three-run home run, and the Mariners win three to nothing. Uh, not the way you want to open the season, but it's just the first game out of 162. So uh, uh, hopefully they can turn things around uh, for the rest of this series. Yeah, Joe, it was uh, quick and quick and not so sweet, I guess. Uh, two hours, 14 minutes. Uh, Guardians held the four hits, and no matter what Karen Check did, you're not going to win many games with four hits. Um, Castillo was, you know, just great. Retired 18 of the 19 batters he faced. Um, Bieber was, uh, you know, kind of like he was on the ropes, but he kept coming back and, uh, you know, stranded six guys. They went 0 for 8. The Mariners did against him with our runners on scoring position. I uh, gave up six hits. Uh, you know, he was like a magician out there. He kept getting out of, you know, jams. He goes six scoreless innings. Uh, but it all comes down to the eighth inning, Joe. Yeah, in that eighth inning, uh, James Karinczak goes out there and uh, has an at-bat with uh, J.P. Crawford. Uh, and you could tell right away that the the pitch clock was was messing with Karinczak. He, 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 didn't, he never looked comfortable out there uh, in the at-bat. He got ahead of Crawford and at one point um, was called for a pitch clock violation. Uh, that gave uh, Crawford a ball. And then uh, he worked the count to full. And then uh, Karinczak threw a pitch uh, up and away that Crawford uh, tried to check his swing on. Uh, the replay showed that the ball uh, tipped off of his bat. Uh, Zanino was not able to catch it. And instead of uh, you know resetting and, and going again at 3-2, uh, umpire Mike uh, Carlson uh, was, was not able to uh, hear or see the tip, uh, called it a, a check swing and awarded J.P. Crawford ball four and uh, first base. Uh, just a, a, an unfortunate circumstance because that's something that can't be challenged. Uh, Terry Francona came out to, to argue the point and, and to see if he could check with the other umpires. But uh, really, if if the umpire misses that behind the plate and there's nobody at, at third base or anybody that can, can help him out, uh, there's not much that the Guardians can do there. Yeah, just, uh, you know, that was a pivotal moment in the game, and you knew it would come down to something like that or one big swing, and it, 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 both of those happened in the eighth inning. You know, Karen checks ahead of uh, Crawford 0-2, gets the pitch clock violation, throws one to the backstop. 
you know, and, and from there it's it's a circus. You know, he said, you know, the pitch clock didn't bother him, but uh, it was obvious that, uh, you know, it, it sped him up. The game got quick for him. You know, even, you know, he, he uses his two throwovers when Crawford's on first base. And I'm sitting there thinking, you know, <laughs> Crawford's going on the next pitch now. He's got to, you know, he's going to steal. And, you know, fortunately, uh, you know, there was a foul ball and he had to go back. But, you know, I don't think you use your two uh, pickoffs right there. I, you know, maybe one to catch your breath a little bit. But, you know, it, it just got it sped up on him, Joe. And, you know, it was so uh, it just goes to show you you know, the difference between the regular season and spring training, because, you know, I thought Karinczak uh, handled the pitch clock well in spring training. He had a couple box called against him and one pitch clock violation. But, you know, you look at his, his numbers amongst, uh, you know, compared to the rest of the relievers on in, in Cleveland's bullpen. And he had, he had one of the best springs, but, you know, you get in front of 45,000 people and they start screaming and you can't hear yourself think, you know, the, you he couldn't hear the, uh, you know, the signals uh, on the pitch comm from Zanino, you know, it, it kind of goes away from you, you know? Yeah. You could, you could see that uh, there was really nothing that could be done to stop it. It, it just sort of uh, it got away from him there. Uh, and, and it's, there there's you feel bad because there's nothing he can do to to sort of break the the momentum and, and you sort of reset things uh there's there's no like mechanism in there you, you can step off twice you can you know uh the, you can call time or you can have a you know carl willis come out in between uh pitches but uh really there was there was nothing stopping what was happening he, he was able to get julio rodriguez to fly out um to center field but then he hit colton wong uh, with a pitch that put two runners on base for Ty France. And really, he didn't make a bad pitch to Ty France. It was just, you know, France went, uh, you know, up and away out of the strike zone and and hit it to uh, really the, the only part of the ballpark that that was going to be a home run. Yeah, and uh, it was, um, you know, that was the one big swing that it usually decides games like this. And, uh, you know, he hit it to right field and... Uh, you know, Karen check, you know, I give Karen check credit. He talked to the reporters after the game. He, um, you know, it just, uh, you know, it, this is going to be something he's going to have to deal with, Joe. This is, this is not going away. Like you said, I mean, Zanino made the right call to go out and talk to him. I think Willis went out and talked to him. Um, you know, and Zanino said after the game, you know, it was a learning experience. Uh, you know, perhaps, you know, we've got to go back if, if he can't hear the pitch, the pitch comm signals, we got to go back to uh, traditional signs. You know, they're, they're, they're going to have to make some adjustments to this. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. And, and, and there's no reason to think that Karen check won't, uh, you know, make the adjustment and still come out and be effective. It's just, uh, in that environment, like you said, uh, once the, the Mariners fans sensed that he was having some trouble out there, uh, there, they got up on their feet. It got loud in that stadium and, you know, uh, he, everything just sort of snowballed from there. Uh, but the, the guardians really didn't uh, help, help them out all that much offensively, uh, you know, two hits to that point in the game. And then they had what two more in the, in the uh, ninth inning to, to put, um, uh, bell and, uh, Ramirez, uh, or I'm sorry, um, to yeah, put, um, Rosario, uh, Rosario, Rosario and Ramirez uh, on base for Bell. Uh, so there was a chance there at the end of the game to to sort of, um, you know, get back into it. But uh, Josh Bell grounds it out to, to end it. Uh, really just uh, offensively, it, it, 
Seattle's pitching staff is really good. Castillo was great, and their bullpen came in, and their bullpen is one of the best in baseball. Yeah, there was, you know, this was, uh, you know, the Guardians just looked overmatched. They looked over offensively from the first pitch. You know, guys, even the contact guys, Rosario and Quan, you know, they couldn't do anything against uh, Castillo. The only hit they that he gave up uh, was by Will Brennan, and uh, he got he almost gave Castillo a haircut, Joe. He he almost chopped off his his uh, braids coming out of the back of his. Uh, uh, his uh, baseball cap, and fortunately, you know, they, he, I mean, uh, Castillo almost got hit in the head there. I mean, it was that was that's a that was such a dangerous play, and you know, I'm glad he made it out, uh, you know, unharmed. But he he was that was that was a game of inches right there, Joe. Right, yeah, scary, uh, you know, to see the replay and see it glance off of the the bunch of braids in the back of his head. Uh, but everybody was okay. He stayed in the game and, you know, he went on to strike out the side after that. So, uh, it really didn't look like it phased him at all. Uh, I, I go back to the first at bat of the game. Stephen Kwan, uh, you know, had, had really taken a good approach against Castillo and, and did, you know, he, he got to three Oh in the count. Uh, you knew that Kwan was going to be taking strikes, uh, and, uh, after that. And then he, he, he fouled a couple of balls off. Uh, but then it was just it was weak contact after that. Uh, you know, uh, you understand what Quan's approach is in that at bat, but uh, knowing that you're going to get fastballs, uh, you know, three zero and three uh, one, you know, maybe need to be a little more aggressive against a guy who uh, who you know had it all working last night, and it was it was just tough to watch uh, Castillo really just sort of overpower and overmatch, like you said, the, uh, the, the Guardians lineup. Uh, we talked about uh, Brennan being in that lineup. Uh, Brennan started in right field, and uh, it kind of a bit of a surprise that Oscar Gonzalez didn't get the uh, the, the start on opening day. But uh, this is something Terry Francona said he was going to do. Yeah, he said he thought Brennan, uh, you know, earned the job in spring training, you know, uh, that he had a good camp and uh, he thought he, you know, deserved to start the opener. And it, there was also, you know, kind of a method to his madness, too. You know, uh, the Mariners are rolling out two left-handed starters in these next three games. And he said there's a chance they could face three left-handed starters in Oakland, you know, next week. So he didn't want Brennan to uh, sit too long. He wanted him to get some at-bats. Uh, you know, so, uh, you know, tonight, uh, Robbie Ray is going, uh, so we'll see, uh, you know, if Oscar is in that lineup in right field, I, I expect he will be. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, that getting Oscar out there, you don't want Oscar to sit uh, too long, uh, on the bench either, because just at the end of spring training, he looked like he had started to come around a little bit and, and was feeling good about himself at the plate. So you want to be able to, you know, continue any momentum, uh, that way as well. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, you know, and it's kind of out of the uh, fire into the out of the frying pan into the fire for uh, the Guardians, Joe. I mean, Robbie Ray last year was two and oh in 13 innings, didn't give up a run against Cleveland with 10 strikeouts. So, uh, you know, Castillo, Robbie Ray, that's pretty good one two punch that uh, Cleveland is is going up against in these uh, first two games of this four game series. And you're running a rookie and Hunter Gaddis out there yeah. in place of Tristan McKenzie. Uh, so, you know, you're, you're probably going to have to score some runs to support Gaddis because, uh, you know, it's a, it's a it's a big ask for him to go out there and, and uh, you know, put up zeros uh, against 
Seattle and that offense. Uh, so opening day, you know, over with what, what was the, uh, give us the, uh, the sense from the ballpark. What was it like being there and, and what, uh, you know, what'd you see and, and what was, uh, how did, uh, how did Seattle do it, uh, you know, for, for opening day this year? Yeah, Seattle did it in style, Joe. I mean, uh, for pregame introductions, they had Ichiro, they had Ken Griffey Jr., they had, they had Marshall Lynch, they had Gary Payton. I mean, when Marshall Lynch walked out on that field to throw out the first pitch, they had like four people throw out the first pitch. It was like bedlam. It, I thought this, the place was going to fall down, you know. They, I mean, he, they love that guy in Seattle. But, and Kenny, Ken Griffey Jr., each row comes out to, uh, to, uh, I think, um, who would, uh, to give, uh, uh, Julio Rodriguez, you know, I think his rookie of the year award. Each row's in full uniform, Joe. I thought he was <laughs> going to play a right field or something. I don't know. I didn't know if they, they had activated him or not, but, you know, it, it was, you know, and, uh, you know, um, Edgar Martinez comes out to give Julio Rodriguez a silver slugger award. So the place was up for grabs. It was a great atmosphere. And, you know, I give Bieber credit for going in, out there and holding them down for uh, six innings. I mean, he was dancing, you know, he was on the tightrope a lot, but he pitched great. He made big pitches at big times. You could tell, you know, that uh, he's been around a little bit. Was uh, was Marshawn Lynch just uh, dropping Skittles out of his pocket as he walked out on the mound? <laughs> uh, and that's, uh, that's his deal. He's uh, He's big on Skittles. So uh, always, always interesting. Uh, uh, he was a character for sure. That's uh, uh, you can tell why they love him out there uh, in Seattle. Big season for them. Big, uh, big day for the opener for uh, for the Mariners for sure. Uh, around the um, the American League Central, both the White Sox and the Twins uh, get wins. So uh, right off the right off the jump, the Guardians are, are starting uh, you know behind those teams in the uh, in the division uh, game back because. Uh, uh, the the White Sox were able to come out and and beat the uh, the defending World Series champion uh, Astros in yet another uh, pitchers duel that that went quickly. Uh, Framber Valdez and Dylan Cease, uh, but Andrew Vaughn comes up with the big hit for uh, Chicago and uh, they wind up winning that game uh, and look you know pretty strong against uh, you know with with Cease on the mound uh, against the defending World Series champs. Yeah, Joe. I mean, this is uh, this is going to be an interesting race. Uh, like you said, there's 161 to go, and uh, you know we're just we're just getting started now. But you know, I I think you know if, if the White Sox and the Twins are able to stay healthy, they're going to give Cleveland all they can handle because you know injuries really took the heart out of those two clubs last season. Yeah, here's your uh, one and only chance. If uh, I give you the opportunity to to walk back your uh, prediction on a, uh, <laughs> a a Guardians division championship, you want to do it after seeing one game? <laughs> no, I'm not jumping off the bridge yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, quite a few people on uh, online following the game last night were uh, were ready to pack it in. I mean, it it's just it's tough when when you got to wait all day like that uh, till ten yeah. o'clock for the uh, for the opener and. You know, it, it really just sort of drains any sort of opening day momentum that we would have had around here. Uh, I guess the the real opener is going to be when they get back here in Cleveland on Friday. Uh, and, and that'll be a special atmosphere and something to look forward to. Yeah, the home opener is always great. You know, our opening day, the home opener, whenever it is in Cleveland, it's an it's a you know, it's a civic holiday. It's um uh, 
it's just a great vibe in the city and and in the ballpark you know regardless of what uh the uh, the guardians record is uh you know everybody everybody shows up on opening day it's like uh, christmas new year's eve uh on times square so there are three more games in seattle uh on to oakland then for three games and then an off day uh before the guardians are able to get back here uh to to open up that series against seattle uh what are we looking at in terms of the uh, the bench and the bullpen and, and everybody else that, that needs to get into games uh, this weekend? That's usually, uh, you know, what what one of Tito's sort of priorities at the start, that first series of the season, is that by the end of that first series, everybody on the roster is, has usually gotten into a game uh, except for the, the starting pitchers. Yeah, Joe, it's going to be interesting to see how they use Zanino. You know, he got a nice round of applause from the crowd here. You know, he broke in in Seattle, but they're carrying three catchers. So, you know, we'll see uh, how much he plays in this series. Maybe Cam Gallagher gets a start tonight. I'm not sure, but I would imagine he's going to start one of these games, him or Mabry's of the Loria. Uh, you know, we saw, you know, uh, three relievers pitched last night, Trevor Ste- Stephan, Karen Chack, and Aniel uh, De Los Santos. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure those relievers are going to get in there. I mean, you know, uh, especially tonight if uh, Gaddis doesn't, you know, even, you know, Gaddis is probably on a 70, 75 pitch limit. Uh, but, you know, like, uh, you know, I just I just wonder, you know, I, I don't know if they'll have a quick hook with him. But if if it's a close game, you know, I would imagine that bullpen is going to be ready and and Tito's not going to hesitate to go to it. Uh, the other, you know, yeah, you got to get Oscar in there. I, I would think, uh, you know, you want to see Arias in, in and at some time at some point, maybe as a pinch hitter, you know, late inning uh, defensive replacement, you know, uh, um you know, Jose Ramirez just got back from uh, Cleveland. You know, he spent the last three days in Cleveland where his wife had a baby boy. Congratulations, by the way. <laughs> and and uh, you know, so, you know, they said they were going to keep a close eye on Jose to see if he needed a little rest. So maybe, you know, maybe if the, if the game is out of hand one way or the other, these next three games, you know, he gets a he gets a, a rest and they'll put Arias in there to play third base. Yeah, I heard Jose's baby's already lost two helmets, so it's uh, <laughs> it, it, he's 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 right there. He's just like a chip off the old block. Uh, but but yeah, great news. Uh, you know, I was kind of surprised that that was. Uh, I had no idea that that Jose was you know traveling back and forth across the country like that uh, over the last couple of days to 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 be there uh, for the the birth of his son. Uh, it's his son Jose, but he's not a junior, so we uh, we have to find out exactly you know, what the, uh, the naming structure is that, that keeps him from being uh, Jose Jr. But uh, I'm sure that uh, once he's up and running, he's going to run the bases like his hair is on fire, just like his old man. Uh, all right, that's going to do it for uh, this week and today's edition of the uh, Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Uh, Hoinsey will join us again from Oakland uh, next week, and we'll talk to you then. All right, Joe.